My guest today is Mario Thompson. He's a full stack web or app developer who after spending over seven years learning how to build websites and solve problems, decided to talk to me about the journey so far. He convinced me that there's a little bit of creativity in code. So this time I'm keeping the intro short because I feel that there's much more here that I don't want to distract you from. So as always, let's start nowhere else but the beginning. Home life. Who's with you at home? hopefully supporting your dream or i don't know if you have a good relationship with your family oh it's well based on logics mm -hmm. i do have a good relationship with my family mm -hmm. um but i would say this though like if i have a, a dream and it doesn't sound inside of the box yeah. then i might not get that kind of support from my family have you had any adult any of those kind of ideas before Yes, if it's ideas that are that sound too large or grand, you know, it's it's something that my person like my mom wouldn't necessarily agree with. So say for example, uh I would say like I, I want to run a multinational corporation. My mom would say like, Are you crazy? You know, so she would actively ask you if you were crazy for wanting to run a multinational corporation. Yeah, or if, I, if I'm sure I don't want to go to a psychologist. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it a, where do you think that comes from? Do you think it's a, I don't know, a limiting mindset? I don't want to project that onto you, no, but... I think it's because I, I'm different. Mm. No, I'm not, I'm not like my family. Mm. Um, I, I think different. Mm. So I, I tend to be by myself most of the time. I read books, I watch documentaries, I learn about coding. Nobody in my family does that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more of the traditional way of doing things they mm -hmm. do. So if, if, if they're not inside watching TV, it's outside playing football mm -hmm. or something of that, something domestic of that sort. Was it the same at school? Like when you went to school, are you also kind of like the odd person out? Odd person out yeah. in all situations, even with my peers yeah. in the same age group. I'm always the person to. So, you never had a little clique, a little group of persons that you. Um, not really. If, if it's more of like the nerdy type, then that, that would be my kind of group. Yeah. They, they don't, the, the less judging folks, that would be my type of people. So, because you're the kind of person that codes, I assume that the, the subjects you gravitated to were like IT, That's um, more technical stuff. That's correct. Math, physics maybe? Um, I'm not really a math person, even though I passed math in high school. I always pass math. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like the subjects I don't necessarily um, like the most, those are the subjects I'm passing. Mm. And the subjects I like, those are the subjects that I'm failing. So, say for example, um, I like biology. But let's say that some of the questions might be too vague. So I don't know how to answer it necessarily. But I love talking about the skin and the heart mm -hmm. and all the biological organs within an organism. Mm -hmm. So even though I like it, I might not necessarily like the way how the questions might be projected in an exam. Mm -hmm. So, um, with math, it's pretty much more straightforward to me. So, um, the whole arithmetic part, my mind kind of clicks with it, even though it makes my head hurt. So, it's just something like that. So, let's move the timeline up to 2016. Mm. So, it's 2016 now. I decide that this coding thing, let me fool around with it. What was the change that happened that caused it to say, all right, I'm going to try out this thing? What started that? So, in 2016, um, I was already out of high school. It was 2015, I graduated, um, and I said, I, I wanted to be a meteorologist. So What? A meteorologist. A meteorologist? Yes. And I can't picture you in, on my TV telling me that it's going to rain on Tuesday. I can't, <laughs> I can't read that, but all right. Yes, Why man. not continue down that path? What changed your mind? I wanted to be that 
ever since late primary school mm-hmm. i wanted to you know come coming up in high school i wanted to be like that that are are being that type of career but um i found out after i graduated that i didn't have the science subjects that that were required to be in that career field physics chemistry integrated science those types of things also you're like all right well something i forgot changed no yes mm-hmm. um i was totally outside of high school um i don't think the school would have accepted me back even though i had my good passes so i had to move on with with life um i ended up in a community college where i'm practicing where i was practicing renewable energy at the time um in Trenchtown. so it was one day when i was after my first year and going into my second year i was sitting on a, a wall not thinking about anything when this this idea came and hit me out of nowhere yeah <laughs> and sent me crashing to the ground so um i said it was like this thing just came into my head saying you know you need to be like educational platform out of nowhere you know and i wasn't even thinking about that but it was just that the environment was so quiet it was more conducive to persons thinking along along the side mm-hmm. so i i started with that idea and over time i, I started to write down certain stuff so if I'm going to have a school platform, maybe I could write down that time I'm going to post notes. I'm probably going to have teachers who are making making the curriculum for me. Mm-hmm. Right? I had to plan those basic things. Um, so you didn't at this point yeah. you didn't start writing any code or learning anything like HTML. You were you just sat down and wrote down the idea for That's the correct. for okay. That's correct. So I, I didn't have any knowledge of the programming languages. Yeah. Well, back in back in high school, I only learned about SQL in IT mm-hmm. and ab- Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, but those things weren't necessarily the type of things that I needed. So while I didn't have the necessary te- technological skills, I had to write the ideas down. Just write, write, mm-hmm. write. Um, but eventually, when the idea had developed. I thought out that, hey, HTML, CSS, and other coding languages and programming languages would be the way to go, ultimately. So, starting from 2016, how long did it take for you to turn what you wrote down into, I don't know, something that you can actually play with and start to manipulate? Since 2016, it took me one year about one year, one and a half year. Mm-hmm. To, because of the learning curve, I had to know how the languages are, what they are used for. So, you know, so for example, HTML is more of the skeleton, skeleton of the web page. It's like the, found, the very foundation. Words, text, images, boxes, sections. HTML is the one that sets that. And CSS is more of what decorates the body. It's like the flesh, the outside, right? So after that, I started learning other languages after that, which pretty much allowed me to do different functions with web, mm-hmm. web building. And all throughout this, did you have like a system at home? Did you have your own laptop? Were you doing this in your house or somewhere else at a friend's house? What were you doing all of this? I had my laptop in my bedroom. Okay just coding 24 7 like like all day i did not see the sun for like three days in a so room. we're talking no social life no social life like no one is around you no one is parents yeah family yeah no one it was just me in my room me and my laptop and i was just coding okay just coding away um but there is there, there is this one situation though mm-hmm. um i had my lap my hp laptop back in about 2016 2017 um there was always this voice in my head telling me to save my work but i I don't know why yeah right so i would have it day by day by day but it it wasn't so loud in my head it was right at the back of my head distorted and everything 
So I say, okay, the one time I decided to save my work that evening, I woke up the next morning and guess what happened? The laptop crashed. The laptop crashed. All right. Yeah. Everything was I'd gone. Imagine. Mm-hmm. So I had everything on my thumb drive and I decided to keep it with me. And I eventually got to save it to my, my, my Google Drive. Okay. Which was my, my cloud. So that so, was the only way you could have saved everything that you were working on. That's correct. And that was the only copy that you had. That was the only copy I had. So if you had lost that, you probably would have had to start from start from scratch. All mm-hmm. the ideas, all everything, the database, everything would be gone. Mm-hmm. So I I wouldn't I would I wouldn't I don't think I would have the same idea as mm-hmm. before, even though it would still be in my head. So it's a good thing that you mentioned something that you. Maybe you figured out or you learned along the way. Yeah. Is there anything else that you learned from then up until now that, um, I don't know, changed or maybe improved the process? Yeah, well, you're referring to coding? Yeah. I don't know if there's, there are other lessons that you've learned throughout this process that I've taught you about life. Because you mm. can imagine if, let's say I'm trying to learn how to bake, but in learning how to be a baker, mm. I learn other lessons in life, like how to manage resources or manage money. So if there are any uh, other lessons that you learned, in addition to those ones that you, you learned through coding, um, what yes. were those? Well, lessons which, which, which would kind of facilitate the environment of coding in my life. Um, we, we've talked about critical thinking it's, it's very very important to do that um, I that's also coming back from high school mm-hmm. right um, I used to be like in the smartest class every grade I go and when I dropped out in the ninth grade I realized that I was no longer around the folks I used to be around in the in the that stream so my Spanish teacher actually was the one that encouraged me, even though I did not like Spanish at all. Because she was the one that encouraged me, I eventually grew to become the top student, Spanish student in my school. Wow. Yeah. And with learning a different language, it also comes with critical thinking. And here's why. Because the, the, the grammatical structure, mm-hmm. switching from English to Spanish... It's it, it's different sometimes, so you have to know how to use it in different situations. Right, on. right. So that was really how critical thinking started with me, and then when I started coding, it it it, it got even more intensive, right? Because now you have to use your brain to figure out where does this piece of right. grammar for the for the purposes of this example, where does this piece of grammar apply here, right? right. How does this function under these? circumstances or parameters right mm. i know that nowhere in english i have to apply it to math math situations um numbers sequences personality and lot, lots more lots mm-hmm. more so that was where it all started so that's why i say critical thinking and 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 software development kind of goes hand in hand mm. so that were there any unexpected lessons that you were learning like, I don't know. I feel like saving your work should be a no-brainer. But hey, these are things that you <laughs> learn after sometimes, catastrophic hey, loss. Sometimes I tend to, to, to procrastinate. But after that, yeah, it just teaches me to be proactive. Yeah, Just don't wait. Mm-hmm. Just always mitigate. Just don't wait until something happens. Mm-hmm. So... So just to make sure that it's it's clarified for anybody that's listening to this, you the industry that you want to end up in is what a full stack web or app developer or app development. Did I, I would, get that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I would say both, mm-hmm. and the reason is because um, when I was coming up with my idea for building a school platform, I wanted. I just wanted to know how, just to see what, what was in my mind. Yeah. So I had to start with HTML, which was basically web design or web, website building. Yeah. And my ultimate goal would to be um, using the apps. So, you know, you might have different people using computers, different people using mobile. Mm-hmm. So 
I would want to cover both audience types at mm-hmm. the same time. And you can do that by cross cross pat, uh, method known as cross cross platforming. What All part right? of this do you feel is is artistic? Because a lot of this is is critical thinking. A lot of this is logical. A lot of this is math, right? A lot of this is numbers. Yeah. When does it become artistic? That's a very good question. So, when it becomes artistic is when you figure out that hey, I can have an idea in my mind. And I can tell the computer what to do. Yeah. And as long as I know the rules, I can tell the computer what to do, where to put this word or that word, or how to store customers, customers or users' information in the system. Mm-hmm. So all that is like you're 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 creating something and giving it life. Okay. Basically, you have an idea, mm. you create it and give it life. Right. That that is what coding allows you to do our web design allows you to do. So I want to ensure I understand this. Um, yeah. The, the effort that you put in, you're the kind of the transformative element, right? You're the thing. Yes. You're the catalyst for the zeros and ones <laughs> to become a nice looking website or yeah. a fully functioning um, database that's where your creativity comes in. You're the one who sits on and decides, okay, this is how it's going to look. We're going to have blue over here. The mm. landing page is going to look like this. Yeah. And well, you, usually you would have some tools. Um, talking, up, talking about Figma now. Yeah. yeah. Right? Where there's, there's kind of the development stage of the website and the whole piloting and the testing, testing of the buttons and the mobile version. Mm. That's also important. Um, but you yourself, you know, you yourself can tell a computer how to calculate its operations as well or how fast to do it. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how you set the program and what the alg- algorithm is like. That sounds very, very frustrating. Like, give me the, give me, all right. So because <laughs> I don't know a lot of things. Meaning, I need to know if, if somebody like me mm-hmm. who is an absolute noob were to do something like this, what should my patience tolerance be? Because I've heard too many stories of people mm-hmm. pulling out the hair because there's like one line in the code that missing a comma and they just want to fling with the laptop they want Bec- right because they can't find it because imagine having 500 lines of code and you just missing one comma just throws off the entire program right. so how how what's the term that i'm looking for how patient <laughs> do you have to be to go up into something like this well, your your patience cannot have borders. Okay. Because um, as software engineers, mm. we always find a problem. We always find a problem. If it's within the space of 24 to 48 hours, we always find a problem. So but if we have a problem with the code and we can't seem to know where it is, we always tend to take a break, watch a movie, and then come back, we always find it. Okay. Somehow. <laughs> so that's the that's the um the the, the I don't know the, the remedy because I feel yeah. as though when someone says that someone is going to code something, right? I imagine someone sitting down in a dark room with a hoodie on mm. for maybe a day straight. You're telling me that after being flummoxed by a problem, you just stop and say, Alright, you know, I'm gonna watch a movie. Yeah. And usually that's the thing that solves the problem or that is usually when a fresh set of eyes right. cannot adjust the problem yeah like a reset gotcha, gotcha. total reset is so, there anybody in this yeah. space that inspires you the most or someone that you look up to or people in this space that you see doing good work and you're like you know i want to do something like that is there any any organization or person like that for you well um well i, I guess i can talk locally but first and foremost persons who own multinational corporations like you have mark zuckerberg Mm -hmm. you have bill gates steve jobs and i guess i could say a recent person is more recent person would be the the one that owns tesla um elon musk elon musk Mm -hmm. yeah so because they have brilliant where they think they just bring things to life Mm -hmm. so i really like that i really um like what they do in their industry as well um, coming into Jamaica now, 
I have recently met persons who would teach me different things about coding. And I think a, a very important lesson is before you code, just need to know how to code. And what that really means is just know how to think. I assume yeah. that uh, most of the persons that might listen to this are, are Jamaican or at least <laughs> Caribbean persons. Um, I'm not meaning yeah. to sh- throw shade here. People don't think, right? Yeah. When you say know how to think, what specifically would you tell someone? Let's say I don't know how to think. Yeah. Because I feel like I fall victim to that a lot of times. Okay. If you want to teach me how to think, where would you start if you were to teach me how to think? I know that that feels like a stupid question that I'm asking, but I want to ask the stupid questions Mm -hmm. here so that uh, maybe other persons might have an answer for that. So if you're teaching me how to think, how do you start to teach me that? Let's say I present a situation to you, right? If I show you that pencil in your hand, Mm -hmm. What are all the different things that cause that pencil to exist? Maybe someone would take it from a tree out in a, out in a forest somewhere, take it to a factory where it has to be processed. Maybe it has to go to a, a wholesale where a student has to buy it. So in essence, you're looking at all the different sides of a situation. And in using it, what are all the different possibilities that can come out from that? Okay. So in thinking, you're looking at all the diff- all the possible outcomes of a problem and how and how you will mitigate against those. So anything happens, you you know that you have it covered. That basically actually made sense. I like the fact that you see, oftentimes when you when you talk to persons who um yeah who do this sort of thing, it might be very difficult to understand what they're saying because they're using a lot of long words. They're using a lot of very complicated jargon. When you're able to take something as simple as a pencil and explain all of the processes that lead to the pencil being in your hand. Absolutely. For the purposes of that example, it makes a lot of sense. So let's talk techniques now. Right? You are about to start a project. What's your... What things do you need? Are is there like a book you need to read? Like, do you need to have a certain playlist playing? Do you, do you need to have like a nice onesie on? You need to be like <laughs> a, a um, I don't know, pot of mac and cheese. I don't know what is the thing yeah. that gets you started. Um, when you start to work on a project. All right, uh, that's that's a very good thing to say. Um, usually, what I do is to watch some documentaries about it okay so uh say for example i'm i'm building a project from a high school i would watch um high let's say high school high school musical for example as a movie you would see all the different stakeholders in that movie you're talking about the students we're talking about the teachers the principal these are different stakeholders but um, in real life, you have like you have the past students, and you have you might have the the parents as well as a security don't the security guard right is right. a is a, a, a stakeholder a stakeholder of a school. So when you're talking about high school, you're not looking about you're not looking at the students only. You're looking at the wider community, even those who live in the diaspora. Some of them come from the high school as well. So. Um, you're looking at all these different types of stakeholders and you have to find a way how the project that you're you're making has to do with them so how can how can all these different stakeholders use your project Mm -hmm. probably parents can sign on and see their children's reports probably the principal can make a little note to the teachers based on what's going on in the school um probably the security guard can say hey this student with this id number you know might not be behaving right so it's it's taking all these tentacles of the octopus Mm. (laughs) and putting them together in a program it it just makes a difference you cover everything in the institution yeah so that's that's basically how it 
how it goes. I like the use of analogies. If you don't get it by now, or if you don't <laughs> learn by now, like analogies work for me really well. If I can visualize something in my mind mm. when you're explaining it to me, that is fantastic. Yeah. So for this specific project, um, to shed more light on it, can you describe the project that you're working on now? Hopefully yeah. it's not like top secret because we've discussed a little bit about it before. So yeah. describe what the, the project is that you're working on right now. Oh, yeah, I refer to... The school, the school I assume, app. app, database? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to just give you a, a front-end breakdown. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, so we're working on a project. It's me, myself, and another coder of mine, who I recently met as well. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to build this app where it's a platform for high school students they can actually log in online and study, make study groups. They can study the information on their phones or their devices, right? Um, we, can, we are planning to post videos as well, music mm-hmm. videos of what they're studying. You know, much like secular music, you right. can implement that style into schoolwork. We realize the, the whole psychology of secular music and the impact it has on young people so we're trying to integrate that with schoolwork as well to make the the topics more fluid for the student to understand right um it's a student's world no teachers mm-hmm. <laughs> so when, whenever you're Meaning studying, there are no teachers like allowed on this site well, we do have a side of it where teachers would make the curriculum, right. but teachers are not active in the learn in, in the teaching of the students. In oh. terms of, uh, they might not conference with the students, but the students can have group chats based on what the teachers post on it. Okay. Right. So you realize that when you step outside of a classroom, there's all all kind of things happening in the classroom. Pandemonium. Students yeah. run up and down. But as soon as the teacher comes back. It's like, okay, teacher is here to be born again, mm-hmm. I guess. So, it's so you're saying that the, the, the teachers are, are taking the fun out of the learning process? Right. Okay. That The whole psychology of it, again, right? Um, so it's basically where, where students teach students. Mm. Students teaching students. Like each one teach one kind of vibes. Right. Okay. And we're kind of taking the teachers out of the front line a bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of giving them a break on the back end. Mm-hmm. Do you think this has like the, the side effect or, I don't know, the benefit of not causing so much stress on teachers? Because when you put so many students in one room yeah. with one person to learn, all students have different learning curves, different aptitudes. Um, right. If maybe you take that pressure off of students and then student... Teachers. Uh, teachers, correct. If you take this pressure off of teachers and the students mm-hmm. know probably can learn at pace it might make it easier i don't know but you imagine that might be a side effect or a benefit to creating a platform like this it it actually is a benefit like Mm. as far as i'm seeing i'm not really seeing a side effect of it Mm. um well the the teacher is just one person Mm. so how much can one person do when catering to different educational needs of the students all at once <laughs> right mm-hmm. so even technology itself the teacher doesn't really have to actively teach the students they can just post the information mm-hmm. post videos post songs yeah and the students can repeat it as much as they want to. yeah no problem to the teacher at all so when persons create this content is there are students um moderating other students because if students are teaching other students that means Mm. they're liable to teach them anything or they're liable to share anything so is there like built-in moderation for something like this yes um we're actually planning on an algorithm even to detect stuff on camera because Mm. we know that the use of technology is not always safe. Right. So we, we whenever certain things are said or spoken, yeah. we build something to de- detect those types of okay. things. Okay, because <laughs> I imagine that some of these sites might end up being spicy. Yes. Um. So you, you want to, like you mentioned before, mitigate against that. So Yes. Um. 
we've taken that into consideration. Great, great. Yeah, definitely. You know what the challenges are? Or what were the challenges that you had when you were building it? Because how long did this take? Remind me how long this took to get it, took, it to where it is right now. It took me about one and a half years to even build the prototype. Right. So what are the hurdles you had to overcome in order to get it to this point? Well, there is, there is hurdles in coding. Mm-hmm. Hurdles in interpersonal life because whenever you're talking about it to some of your friends they kind of look at you crazy mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like a a, a barrier to wait I, people look at you crazy when you describe when you're describing a project that you're working on that could help people that could yeah. help do people think you're crazy for that yeah they do they do uh it's okay. just that they never they never got to see the project at the time because yeah. it wasn't built <laughs> That is true. That is true. <laughs> people felt the same way about what I'm doing now. People never thought that it was real until they saw that I was doing it. So I can't right. imagine. Yeah. Until people, it's live, it, it's. I've heard this quote somewhere. Yeah, people, people first listen to what you say, then yeah. they watch what you do. So. Interesting. Hopefully, no, they can see maybe some of the the proof that's in the pudding, um, but even now it's still in its prototype phase, right? Yeah. Okay. But even the benefit of this now, mm-hmm. like you're talking to persons in their developing phase. Right. So whenever they... They get to a point get where to it's... A, right. Yeah. You know, they're on the headlines. Mm. They can say that, hey, I was on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And you also have the opportunity to reconnect with them at that time. I mean, that's fair. Are, yeah. there, any, are there any upsides? Like, tell me about how this feels. I want to dig into the feeling of this, you know. Any feelings of pride? Tell me what you feel when you finally got to. All right, this is a working prototype. What is the feeling that overwhelms you? What is that feeling like? Ah, it just—I I don't know how to compare it in English language to anything yeah. at all. But I, I guess I can use the emotional side and put it into words as best as possible. It's like—it's like dopamine. Okay. You know what dopamine is? I know what dopamine is. It's just that thing that just gives you that excitement. Yeah. That bubbling. You know, if you can't tell, he's like grinning from ear to ear right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know that exact same feeling when an artist might sing a song mm. or make a song and sing it on stage. And months later, wherever they go in the world, people, people are, are singing. singing that song okay. as well. It just gives you that effect. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just makes you a, a proud creator of what you do, mm. knowing that it's going to be out there in the world and successful. I like that. Definitely, definitely. I don't know if we talked about what full stack development is, because I want to make this as simple and as easy for persons to understand. And if I'm not able to describe it or explain it pos- properly, it's a good idea to, to get that yeah. from you. What is full stack development? If you were to d- describe it in a couple of sentences. Well, usually the way how I describe stuff sounds like a textbook, but mm. it's really not. <laughs> it's just how I express myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so full stack development is the practice by which a programmer or a coder would create a program on the front end side, which is used by the customers, mm-hmm. and also catering to the back end side, which would include the way how the system reacts to, to, to our clicks, mm-hmm. our, 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 our scrolls, and everything like that. So, um, front end, again, has to do with HTML, CSS, JavaScript, that everything we can see on the front part of the system, but everything on the back is how data is stored how we submit our information to it, right? Um, and it can also have something to do with how much information is being stored there. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what full stack is. All right. So we can ease off the gas pedal now. Cause, ah. <laughs> um, yeah. Not to end the conversation. Yeah, maybe yeah. take it in that different direction. Do you have a favorite food-related memory? Every conversation I have, I try and squeeze in something about food, 
Cause I love my belly. Yeah. Love food. <laughs> I can keep saying this until somebody tells me to stop. I love curry and I'm not going to let it go. Is there a favorite food related memory that you've had? Why? I, w- I love fast food, you know. Ah. But when it's, when it's so you are a curry, Burger you know, King. Like, yeah, I'm a Burger King. Gotcha. I've been there since childhood. Mm. Every, every birthday I've had, Burger King is always taking the place of cake. Wow. That's always my cake. Every okay. birthday I've had growing up. But now that I've grown, I'm still with Burger King. I'm a child KFC still, but Burger King is it's mm-hmm. like a family tradition. So but, but you mentioned curry goat now. I remember you no know, I said curry goat, but it's a curry. Curry, yeah. You I mentioned mean, curry, but me think about curry listen, goat. You curry almost anything. <laughs> it work with me. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the time, every day. Curry is where I'm at. 24-7. Yeah. That's how it is. No problem with that. No you problem. mentioned you mentioned before that you didn't have much of a social life before you um or during the coding process. Mm. Does that continue? Does this do you imagine this persisting for the rest of your life or I, I have I have no problem. I used to have a problem with it, but yeah. I have no problem embracing it right now. Okay. Because what you will find yeah. is if you if you keep that same sort of stuff about yourself not saying that you're limiting yourself you know yeah but you will eventually find people who are just like you that makes sense will share the same inspiration yeah people have different personalities they will attract person have the same personalities that's why we have different groups in high school you have the nerds yeah the person who give trouble yeah you know you have all different types you never particularly worried about making like a lot of friends or being like socially I don't know, charming or accepted. That's not something that crossed your mind or bothered you. Uh, it used to bother me, but not now. Because okay. I'm seeing the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I cannot always channel that energy yeah. into my work and make it into something beautiful. Mm. So that's not a problem at all. It's said that someone achieves mastery after about 10,000 hours of practice. Do you think you've fully met that 10,000 hour mark for what it is that you're doing now? Uh, Absolutely not. (laughs) 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 Because, um, you see, coding and tech is something that's always changing. Yeah. It's always, it's it's dynamic. Yeah. It never stops. The persons usually say building a website or a software, it never ends. It's always an update every year. Mm-hmm. You know, iPhone is always coming out to that different version with different stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it's the same. It's the same concept based on how you implement it, mm-hmm. but the features are different. So you might need to know how to implement different features every year, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I hope to at some point, like when my hope is that it gets to a point where I can have persons physically with a box because yeah. it's called a creative box to pick out questions to ask but this is one that I've, I've been playing around with AI it's topical right do you think this helps or hurts what it is that you do right now uh oh that's that's actually have you actually sat down and used any sort of AI tools to aid your work or do you see it as a nuisance do you ignore it what do you do how do you feel when, you, when we start talking about artificial intelligence well, it's it's actually creating havoc in the develop in the developer community right now. How so? Because um, persons are getting thrown out of their jobs. We're talking about basic tasks. We're talking about yeah, right. We have been using AI for generations and don't know. Right. When we're talking about spell checks with Microsoft Word, that's been happening for years. That's AI. Okay. <laughs> it's just that we have recently gotten a little bit more control mm. over it that that's just the difference so you might have ai that write essays for you which is also becoming a problem for the government right because students might not necessarily do their homework right. but ai would do it for them but what happened when exams are here mm. there's a difference so um in the tech community a lot of my friends my coder friends just don't like what so they stay away from it they stay away from it recently facebook abandoned a project because ai 
and the back end was making their own language uh-huh. and communicating with each other. And so they had to abandon the project. What? Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of the movies. So, <laughs> I, the, because I'm a lay person, the only thing that I've heard about is like persons like writing lines of code yeah. and then putting it into something like ChatGPT to find errors in it. This is what you're talking about here is way beyond that. Way, like, way beyond that. Imagine ChatGPT interacting with other AI or creating another AI. For right, what? To, to what? Stuff. To what end? For what purpose? For what purpose? Um, I hope it's it doesn't have anything to do with humanity. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's the major concern right now. Um, but I, I, I don't feel that AI, we can only program it so far. Right. And it learns as much as it can. Right. Right. Um, Bringing it back to your own experience, it's, it's not something that you use on a day-to-day for what you do. Well, I use it to to write my first ever book okay but wait you're a writer yes i'm i wouldn't say i'm a writer but i based on life stories i would want to have a book on that so i can remember the process i've gone through and lessons i learned do you have any hidden all that hidden skills that you're not telling the people because remember (laughs) be learning these things in real time just like everybody else you know so you're saying that not only do you 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 are now trying to engage very deeply in, in full stack development, but you also write. Do you like play instruments too? You like <laughs> putting out music? Well, I, I tried instruments once, but I, I stopped. So yeah. I pro- if I continued, it probably would be a master by now. Right? Um, but I have a passion for linguistics as well, for Spanish. Whoa. You know? Same, same. Mm-hmm. So. We can say, yo hablo español. Hey. <laughs> nice. You know? It's, it's, it's something that I totally would, would, mm. would continue with. Spanish think, linguistics and coding. Do you, think like, this, um, do you think this helps you in the realm of, I don't know, romance? I don't know if there are other lady coders out there that you're looking for or... <laughs> I don't know if d- d- do you think this gets in the way of forming strong relationships with you know finding a spouse I don't know if that that is something that you you ever sat down and con- was concerned about or that's it you're referring to coding or just, just romance overall romance overall does, does coding impact that process not really you know okay not really you're still able to meet people and and socialize just the same okay even though i've never had a social life you know there are certain settings like business settings which you network so that that's not really um something that's personal yeah but just for business you know But, but in terms of having a spouse you know you still take time out and you can even persons in the coding industry have coders who are partners, our partners be, who are coders. That would be so amazing. You know, working on a project together, but you are also working on the project of your life yes. together. Together. That's sick. That's that pretty sick. cool. That's pretty cool. If someone were to get into something like this, to do what you do, mm. where would you tell them to start? Or what advice would you give them? Start. Just start. You, you don't have to have all the answers in the world. Nobody does. So just start. Just yeah. do your research. If you have an idea, just write it down because the solution always comes to you when you start. It just always, it just always does. Mm. You know, it's, it's that intangible element. That's your helper. Mm-hmm. That it, you don't have any control over it. But when, when you start, yeah. it's going to come to you. Continuously. It's just the getting in the reps the yes. repetition keep doing it and that sort of thing will ultimately take you to but you need like yeah. a, a plan i don't mean to like i'm not rubbishing your idea here and i love the idea that you, you said start but yeah i feel like there have been a lot of persons who have started but haven't necessarily found the direction like they want mm. to get from point a to wherever and they're on the journey you know, they're moving but they haven't necessarily gotten anywhere mm. do is there any advice for making plans? Well, you it's always good to have a plan B in whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, my my take on it is this: you see, when whenever you have a passion, yeah, never ever give up on that passion. Yeah. All right. Cause it, it might it might be something Most concerning consistency. Yeah. Which ninety nine percent that is the reason why. Mm. But what if the person just actually genuinely continues with the project and doesn't see any results? Mm. Then they might freely choose to move on to something else. We think that is okay. Because here's the inflection point, you know, there there might be someone who decides that they're going to start a project mm. and it doesn't it doesn't bear any any fruit a year. I mean, what if you it, it took you a year and a half to get to where you are with this prototype? Yeah. What if a year in you didn't see the results that you wanted and you said, you know, I just I just gonna give up? Or were you seeing results that made you feel like you needed to continue? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you have an idea or a dream, yeah. you have to look past the limitations. All right. You have to that. look past it. But I'm a very visual person, right? If, yeah. If I'm saving money, I'm going to put on $100 today. Mm. I want to come back and look and see the $100. I'm going to put on another $100. I want to physically see the amount of money increasing. Ah. Do you see that vis- visual feedback, or I don't know if it's visual or not? But do you see that feedback when throughout the year and a half, when you're um, going throughout this process? Well, well, I'm 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 a, I'm a person that 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 embraces this kind of idea that visual yeah. is what comes after. Right. The invisible is what comes before. Well, I'm right at that. <laughs> Now you think I'm kidding, but I'm writing that down for that. Yeah, that's it, um, it's crazy, but it's it's the truth. It's invisible comes first. The invisible comes first, and the invisible is what creates the visible. Hold on! Wow! 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 Yeah, you know it, it's it's something. It becomes, you see, in, that makes that's very powerful, right? Yeah. Very potent. I like that. Um. And even even religion, you know, has right. that kind of practice. I don't. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but I can imagine persons out there who might say, "Boy, Mario, you, it's easy for you to say because you know, you are where you are right now. Um, you had this idea in your mind, but you don't know when it's going to come to come out to the world, yep. right? For somebody who it's kind of waiting for something to be realized. Yeah. They need something mentally to get them through, get them through that. Do they have to just say, listen, it's just invisible right now. People not seeing it. You just have to bend your mind to it. Okay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Exactly. Fair. Uh, some persons might want someone alongside them, maybe a spouse, maybe friends. Okay. Know? If you plan to achieve something, you're, being alone shouldn't be something foreign to you. Being alone and just trying to manifest things from your mind into the physical shouldn't be something that's foreign. It's something to embrace. Boy, Mario, you dropping some mad quotables right now. No, yes, <laughs> being, being alone shouldn't be foreign to you if you are... Um, yes, man. Okay. Because it's a part of the journey. You know? yeah. Everybody has a journey. You have to face that journey alone. Yeah. Sometimes you you will, you know, find persons going on the same journey with you. You yeah. are crossing journeys, you know. So you you know certain people for a time, and then you you're alone again for a season until that moment comes when you know your dream is here, when mm-hmm. the time is right, the season is right. You have the people that you need to to purchase a product. You have the industry coming along. So it's it's just basically something like that. Mm. In maybe in 2016, everything wasn't online. But what about now? Right. After post-COVID right. pandemic, right. everything is going there. So what might seem crazy years before might not be the same today. Right. Right. So that's why you always have to look ahead. So what's the plan for the for the next? Let's say a version of you from the future. Five, ten years from now. I always think about that. Comes back to you and says, this is what happened. What do you think that version of you would say? Ah, 
Yeah, that's 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 a good. <laughs> it just takes me back to the time where I was um, in my bedroom. I was thinking about that. But um, what I would think is that that version of me would definitely tell me not to not to give up on what I'm doing. Yeah. Because that multinational corporation is coming right around the corner. So don't give up. Don't give up at all. Um, I would definitely recommend the same for others. Yeah. As well. Just stay your course. Yeah. You know, if you have to be alone, just be alone. And you'll see, you'll see it in time. You'll see your results. You'll see your physical results. You know? I think that's a really good place to end it. We've been... I had no idea that we've been talking about this long, but oh. it's been fantastic. <laughs> I wish I could have way more time to sit down and talk, but um, yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate the time. Um, I always have like a million and one questions, but for now, yeah, we can, we can save it for a part two, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll catch up with you when you have the multi-national um, corporation. I will just sit down in the lounge and be like, guys, <laughs> we made it. <laughs> <laughs> right um but thank you seriously thank you well 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 you are still here thank you for that while i have your attention if you are listening to this on a podcast player app one very free way to support this show and give me feedback to let me know if what i'm doing is right or wrong is to rate the podcast if you're listening from apple Podcasts, please rate it. spotify please rate it if there's an option to like it please do i'll put in the description of this show a two question survey that lets me know that this is something that's working or if it's not something that's working outside of that thanks again for showing up and i'll see you next time in the box